Hello, my name is Callum Devlin. I am the bass player of Hans Puckett, and today we're going to be talking about our second full-length album, No Drama. My first question is actually about your debut record. What is it like looking back on Eczema after all these years and do you think there are some key differences in the way No Drama came together? The experience of releasing Eczema was relatively anticlimactic. We spent quite a long time on it and then didn't really know how to put out a record and so I, I think, remember we just put it out on Bandcamp and maybe we had a gig. I was like, how do you feel? Ah, oh, great. Okay, it's out. And then it sort of had this really long, drawn-out lifespan where it slowly people heard it and slowly people liked it. And then we made a music video and then we continually applied for funding to make a funded music video. And then we got to do that. And that, that was sort of the end of the process, which is almost the opposite of uh, what we've done this time. I, the way I explain it is that I, I think that a band... Um, like the band name kind of defines the process. Like Hans Puckett is defines the process of Ollie writing the song and then bringing it to the rest of the band and we kind of arrange it and work it out and then we test it live and then eventually we sit down and record it. And that process was identical uh, to No Drama where, yeah, Ollie spent, you know, several years kind of like accumulating songs and then uh, we're slowly kind of getting them ready for uh, to be recorded but yeah this time I guess we were much more ambitious and so it was a much more drawn out process we were working with John Pierce who is an incredible incredible producer and but yeah the it just took a long time we wanted it to sound like this sort of 70s really dry kind of studio album with horns and strings and we want it to, to be sparkly and lush and evergreen and it just took like four years or whatever. How long ago do you think it was that you started on No Drama and did you feel any pressure going into a second record? The first sessions were, was a two week block that we carved out. Yeah, we spent two weeks every day at, the, at John Pierce's studio on Kalangahape Road, just working. It was a lot of work. It was really fun and it was really exciting because it, it, felt, it felt very luxurious. Kind of was at the stage when we were recording this one that it was like, oh, people kind of like the, the first one. It was, it's more just this desperate desire just to show people what we can do. And it just, it just takes a while. And that's the, that's the pressure, I think. It's just coming to terms with it's the pace of, of it. Was there anything in particular you wanted to do differently or experiment with on No Drama that you hadn't done on your last record or on the EP before that? Yeah, at the start of the week, when we arrived in Auckland, we kind of all sat down with John for the first time at Bestie, had a couple of coffees and just talked for a while about what we wanted the album to sound like. I think we'd, ha we'd sort of sent audio references and things and kind of accumulated playlists and done stuff like that, but we just really got excited just thinking about the textures and the you know the, how we wanted it to feel and you know we we're all very in love with the albumness of albums you know that it would 
it was always in our minds a, a vinyl, you know, that you would be able to put on and kind of experience and it would just set a mood in the space or the way that you can really live with a record. Like we all really wanted that. So that, that sort of led us to this sort of, yeah, very, in our heads, 1970s produced sort of studio record. I'm playing like the Hofner bass and it's, it's like very closed and controlled and tight and we in the tracking we left a lot of space because just let's be really restrained and really minimal and, and we'll find pockets of um, excitement that we can bring into it. What was it like working with John Pierce? Well, John's a genius. He's also very ambitious. You know, he's a good friend, but he's also in the sort of mentor role. He just always, he's a couple of years older, he'll just always feel a bit like that in my mind, in the way that like a teacher or a parent or, you know, has this kind of like idea of what you could be, but they don't want to tell you exactly what that is because they'll, you know, it'll ruin things or, or you'll hate them. Yeah, John has a, he, he, he kind of came into the process with this idea of what a Hans Pucker album should be. And then, but then also like work with us really closely and in the studio, I don't know what he does. I don't know, I don't understand mics. I don't understand compressors, <laughs> you know, like I don't know that side of thing, but it's his, that's his creative expression in, in the process. And also just like hosting, like he's very much that producer that, um, collect, you know, bring out nice food and, and just like ask the right questions and, and know when to move on and balance our egos and our moods. Whose choice was it to put My Brain as a Vacant Space at the start of the record? I think that was a John decision, or maybe a John or Ollie decision. I was pushing for some good news as the opening track, and then I settled for it being, I think, side two, track one, side B, track one. Yeah, but it makes sense as an opener. I think uh, it's the weirdest song. <laughs> it's like It sounds a lot like Hans Puckett, but it's this development. For people that don't know the band, it's like, whoa, what the fuck is this? It's like really a really strange arrangement, but then you could really see our influences in it quite clearly as well. And it has a very smart, uh, strange, like needle drop intro, you know? It has the like the reversed like guitar at the start, which I really wanted this sort of, you know, this fade in. Um, so yeah, it works great. <laughs> Goes told. You say 
board A steep chocolate that we're edging towards I can't find the words for what this feeling is called So I'll wait till you interrupt Apologize if I scared you off bait you know you want that song where everyone's yelling and it's really exciting to put that in your set like we want to play it live so we can have everyone yelling you must chill in the same way that everyone screams fuck my life you know like it's exciting it's a say anything reference there's a scene do you know say anything cameron crow there's a scene where um john cusack he's he's the sober driver or he's the master of the keys or something at this house party and he's holding on to everyone's keys and someone comes up to him and screams that he wants their, he wants his keys back and he yells at him, you must chill, and the guy chills out. It's so good. <laughs> so I'll put that in the song.
No Drama was when we recorded it, I think we wanted it to be like Voulez Vous by ABBA. That's one of my favorite albums. Voulez Vous, I think, is track two of the album Voulez Vous. And it's it's like there's like the first song, hit him with the hit him with the weird one, then you level up, and then you go level up with like a, a banger with a banger, which is the You Must Chill, and then take him somewhere else with with no drama and it's just like whoa what is this album gonna be you know this song i had the longest journey with i think i didn't really like it until it was done and then i got it because it's it's um was really hard (laughs) it's like really really hard i try like the 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 chorus groove is really hard and then the 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 verse groove is really hard just as just as a bass player like I wasn't very inspired by what I was kind of coming up with with the song and the tempo was so fast and it was so so weird and silly and melodramatic because because you know I I hear the song and I'm like oh it's voulez vu you know that's what we were trying to do and that's what it sounds like but it's, there's no way that we would sound that close to ABBA you know it's it sounds like a Hans Bucket song and I didn't realize how rocky it was until the end as well like it's a it's a real rock ballad
But yeah, I also like the idea of honey as I was kind of pushing as a trick one, just because of the the direct sonic reference that that was, which was Mother by John Lennon from the Plastic Ono Band album. I think that's right. Mother! It's like, it's this big piano song with these real wide drums and it's just like, I think that's an opening track. And anyway, I'm rambling. Honey, seems like time's been flying. Bees are dying like the sky is. was my favorite for a while i think probably it's recency biased ollie came into the recording this is like one of the most one of the more recent songs i think he wrote it like the weekend before we recorded like i hadn't heard it until we started working on it and i loved it i think we're like we need we just need more like dumb songs on the album there's a lot of this like real arty poppy beatlesy kind of you know like a bit too clever we just need we just need like a riff song and he turns up with this and it's like oh yeah cool and I only really recently re- realized how, how weird it is structurally. Like, it doesn't make sense. There's no chorus. There's no, like, there's no, yeah, the structure is 
batshit, but it works somehow because I don't know. He Ollie is you know this is how he writes, and he's been doing it for a while. It was really fun. It came together really quick. I think this took us a morning. I think we brought in a um, marching drum size kick drum for Jono. And like it was a you know like a big like a marching band drum, and we put that and put his kick pedal in front of that, and then we practiced it and practiced it and we got it faster and faster and I think that that recording was as fast as we could possibly play it without it falling apart. might have been might be one of the oldest the older songs on the record that Ollie had written and it, in my head it is the most emotionally and structurally kind of connected to eczema like it sort of sounds like that record to me in my in my mind yeah it's at the end I don't know I think it's a I think it's a banger but that's just sort of where it fits it's 
that's um that sort of melancholy into the record leave you feeling a bit wistful and kind of what is what is it like what is he saying what is he saying there i'm not a like what is it you know it's a bit it's, it's a kind of twisty chewy song and a bit groovy and yeah i think it works there in the end oh my open my skull up to your I'm not supposed to I'm not a 